The Driving While Awesome podcast is recorded live to SD card at the Beeline Motor Club in Santa Cruz, California. Where am I and where are you? Can you imagine like, his head I being can't. inside his little no. head? Egocidal vehiculum. There's no doubt Corvettes are fast. But what about the people that put their fingers over the license? Keichi <laughs> Tuchia. <laughs> Those cars have such a cute little face, you know? It's like a little like a little salamander or something, you know? I'm riding dirty right now. Offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. If you don't win, you don't pay. All you have to do is download the app, snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, get matched to an experienced lawyer, and you won't pay for the ticket. Enter code AWESOME to get a nice discount. The fourth annual Velocity Invitational returns to Sonoma Raceway November 10 through 12 for three days of incredible on-track action in the heart of wine country. The world-class motorsports and lifestyle event hosts an unparalleled lineup of the rarest cars in the world in a family-friendly and luxurious atmosphere. To celebrate McLaren's 60th anniversary, McLaren will host a large display of McLaren cars from its heritage collection, many never seen in North America. McLaren Formula One driver Lando Norris, as well as Aero McLaren IndyCar Series drivers Pato Award, Alexander Rossi, and Tony Kanaan will also join the festivities. All four drivers will participate in autograph sessions and interactive activities throughout the weekend and take to the track in historic McLaren race cars. Modern hypercars, historic Formula One race cars, Can-Am, popular vintage racing groups, the Mustangs versus Minis, Enduro, and McLaren's historic and modern cars will take on Sonoma's challenging 12-turn road course, throughout the weekend. In addition to great on-track action, attendees 21 and over will enjoy some of the area's finest food and wine in the Taylor Farm Sip and Savor Pavilion. A variety of ticket packages and single-day event passes are now available for purchase at velocityinvitational.com. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lanathan. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm Art. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I was expecting a robot there almost. Oh, you had that little delay. I did, yeah. Um, I'm just distracted because I'm looking at a 1985 Toyota Celica GTS convertible, which we're fans of. Um, and this is probably the nicest one I've ever seen. Um, they want $19,900 for it. So... You know, and I think it's taken them a while to get somewhere. And, you know, you can get nice ones for 15 grand. They pop up once in a while. This one's mint. Um, 89,000 miles, manual, of course. But they have no interior shots. So I can kind of see, like, the tops of the seats, which normally are baked, right? And they look really nice. And the tonneau cover is really nice. Um, but, like, yeah. for a car like this, like, basically collector grade, like, that's a big fail. Um but yeah, anyways, um, these yeah, are so really cool. Is it on Craigslist? No, it's on Car Gurus. Oh, Car Gurus. Yep. And, um, Interesting. Yeah, Car Gurus is one of my secrets that I'm now letting the world know. It's it's one of those places that like, it's like the Blue Book people, right? Like they, I love them because a lot of these cars, they look up the Blue Book value and it's totally not in line with the market. So, <laughs> uh, Car Gurus feels primarily dealers. It's a bunch of wholesale guys. There are a bunch of wholesale guys. Um, and um, yeah, there's, you know, Auto Trader is really good for that sort of thing too, just for a good mix, some private sales. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the deal with this car is. Um, I'm not really buying it, but 
I think they're really cool. I've always liked them. Um, the engine's a bit of a letdown. Yeah. That's the one thing, because in Japan, they got the cool twin cam engine, and we only got the 22RE in these here. I know. Um, it's just definitely, yeah, it's a cruiser, but I think you could have fun with it. Um, I used to really want one of those, but uh, I feel like it's just not quite uh, special enough. Yeah. It would be, well, you know what I mean? They're getting there. I think it's like, because um, you got fender flares, you got... Um, I th- pop-ups yeah got the pop cool pop-up headlights too um it's aesthetically it looks great i think the rear bumper is huge as usual for these early you know yeah um, toyota's with the impact bumpers but um cool interiors great seats um good design in general but um yeah i think it's got you know just a part spin drivetrain and it's basically got a truck engine in it which not ideal um but yeah, I think, you know, they, these, this chassis came with the twin cam for AGE that's in the A86s. And I think that would be an awesome little motor in this car. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, and, uh, would really kind of liven it up if you will. I agree. I agree. Most of those are so, yeah, like you said, sun baked or a little rusty and, uh, they've been yeah, come out of the woodwork though. I've seen some good ones. Like Bring a Trailer had one. I think was it went for over twenty, which was a it was like a really nice uh, coupe. So yeah, they're they're out there. But that's the one to get. Eighty five, you said right? Yeah, yeah. With the with the different front end that because the other ones are kind of yeah. goofy, right? Because they have the exposed headlights that are retractable. So but weird. Yeah, I don't like them. Um, and then there's the notchbacks, which have a funky style and just don't really work proportionally unless it's a rally car yep, of course that's the only those, one the rally car looks rad but outside of that they're pretty yeah. funky looking yeah my mom had one of those yeah so uh just just art and i today lane is out in uh beautiful las vegas uh lovely place at sema sema world um looks like things are going well there all the standard standard things um you know I know we've kind of talked about it before, but uh, any highlights to you? Anything standing out at SEMA this year? Ooh. Yeah, I am watching the feeds. So yeah. it's almost like I'm there, except for collecting that lovely Larry Chan pin that he was handing out in person. Ooh, I was going to say, what about <laughs> just like all the posters and bags that for you need sure. to grab? Yeah, I actually, um, I still have it and it's going to go up in my office. I just haven't gotten uh, a nice frame for it, but... I have an OS Geekin um, dual overhead cam um, L series motor, um, and so that that is just amazing. It's got like, like you know the 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 uh, crazy um, Mikunis on there, and like the wild header on it. But you know the L series engine was always that single overhead cam motor, right? And it was not a cross flow head, so you know which is really archaic, right? Like <laughs> that always bothered me. Like I know, the intake I know. right above the hot ass exhaust. Um, yeah. And so the Japanese company OS Geekin, which is famous for their LSDs, um, they made this crazy valve train and head for this engine and it revs to like nine grand or something, you know, and it sounds insane. Um, looks really mm. cool. And I got one of those posters, probably SEMA 2019. I can't remember. Uh, is this a yeah. like framing worthy? It's pretty you cool. About, like, yeah, because it's just it's, garage. It's like garage porn, kind of more so early. But I mean, <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm, not office. Yeah, maybe not so much uh, garage because it's so mechanical. You know, it's like it's just like 
it's basically just the engine with the headers header and maybe it might be two actually it might be headers because it's inline six um with the um carburetors on it but oh, yeah um but yeah anyways that that one will go up somewhere i also have um I mean, I've, I've collected shit over the years, but just random stuff. And one of them was when Monster Tajima was at our booth in, at GoPro, um, we handed out um, posters from the Pikes Peak car, and he oh, autographed rad. one for me personally, and I've had that sitting in my garage forever, too. And it's like, I mean, that that's one, probably that might be more worthy office. of a frame. Yeah, frame and yeah. office, I think, on that one <laughs> versus, yeah, that's versus a good one. garage. Um, that's a very good one. Yeah. Um, Have you collected any yeah, junk? I think- any photos with models, maybe? No, I haven't seen one <laughs> model picture. That's too. That's too bad. No, they they um, get eliminated. They get they well. Canceled. There's no four G auto four G auto photos yet. Haven't come through yet. But uh, yeah, uh, I think you know we've we were kind of going back and forth about this earlier. But uh, the there's a Merker XR4Ti resto mod, and then the Gas Monkey uh, Testarossa Speedster or. I'm not sure what they're calling it. Yeah, the white oh, thing. They're calling it the Testa. Yeah. But it's got like a, you know, no windshield uh, and pop-up headlights of still, which is nice. Side strikes, of course. But um, yeah, weird wheel choice. Uh, center seat. I think that's the big, uh, and it's electric. <laughs> I think you should mention that too. Oh shit, it's electric? It's electric. Electric center seat uh, speedster white testarossa yeah it's all over the instagrams i'm sure people are listening now i've seen it yeah. many times it, but uh it's um it re- well i guess i was wondering if it was like a modern take or i'm sorry not a modern take like a retro modern take on the sp2 right which is that monza remember that has no windshield um so i like yeah. it's a ferrari right? i think that's or sp1 idea, right? i guess is it sp1 or yeah, sp2 is a speedster right um, yeah yeah but um you know it, it's i think you know it's not an improvement. <laughs> I feel like the Strawman Testarossa is so like rad and iconic as it is, right? Like it's, I don't really dig it. Um, I, it's not necessarily anything yeah. I would be interested in ordering. Um, and, uh, yeah, not for me, man. It's interesting. Yeah. The <clears throat> iPad for instrumentation and, uh, yeah, weird wheel choice as we said, but, uh, that's a standout that, that Merker though is, is amazing. Yeah. Really well done. And then, um, I haven't seen too much other stuff, a few cars there that were like period correct, or, you know, maybe they're restored. Uh, there's like a land speed record Toyota pickup, like an, like a 1990, yeah, cool. which is cool. We saw that. Um, I don't know, just a lot. Yeah. Other kind of regular standout stuff, but nothing too crazy. There isn't any like, debuts or anything that i was like blown away by but speaking of which for debuts uh, our buddy clark our man in japan is at the tokyo what do they call it mobility oh yeah festival or something yeah. it's not an auto show it's uh I thought that more was than that, right? that that was the one that they they launched all those evs right yeah i don't know if it, he's maybe he's just posting slowly mm-hmm. um but you'd had a lot of, uh, Daihatsu was really killing it. Some very cool stuff, little vans and whatnot. But, yeah. uh, speaking of little yeah. vans and whatnot, did you see the, uh, time attack K truck that's at SEMA? 
I did. I think is wild. I feel like that's been done before. Am I wrong? Um, uh, I haven't seen anything like this extreme. Um, but that's pretty extreme. Yeah. It's so yeah, body kitted to the max. Yeah, I really like the front end. the 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 rest of it is whatever. It looks like just an, an experiment and a toy, but uh, the front end looks yeah. pretty like business. Um, the thing that you see a lot of the, uh, uh, happen with these in Japan is that people put the Hayabusa swaps in them. So they put you know, uh, high strike yeah. motorcycle engines in them and, and they fit. That's insane. They're right underneath. Um, they're very powerful. They're very light. And it's, yeah, insane is the right word. They, they're pretty nuts. I, I mean, just driving those cars, they are like the worst ergonomics ever. And, uh, you know, you sit out in front of the axle and all this stuff. It's such a weird choice, but, you know, that's kind of what SEMA is all about. It's like taking weird choices. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, making them crazy. I agree on the Merker like though. See. The Merker is so dope. Like everything about it is awesome. I I, I really really like the bumper. It's like because it's it's yeah. it's obviously not original if you if you know what the car is you know what normally looks like. But if this was the first time you saw the car, it's so well integrated and designed that you would assume that's just you know what it came with as a special model. Um, totally. Yeah, the hood bulge is interesting. I mean, it's. It, I can see they needed to make it functional, right? To, to, to fit that, what is it? A coyote motor in there? Oh, it's an EcoBoost. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I just think the choice of painting it black, the hood scoop, it sort of like accentuates it where I almost would want it to be as minimalistic as possible. Mm -hmm. That's just, again, these are like little things. The wheels are not for me and the exhaust, uh, tailpipe could be, more period correct but other than that it's like really killer yeah really cool interior with the vintage recaro um great color yeah. um that would be one that like if they just decided to make that again <laughs> it would be so rad yeah but it's not happening that's your singerizing um, uh yeah cosworth sierras or <laughs> I would like to see that like for every Radwood era car essentially is like that treatment. Mm. <laughs> Just see, see what they could do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be amazing. Especially that stuff where it was like pretty cheap feeling like, you know, eco, you know, economy box era Ford um, with some European bits, but like really not the best quality plastics and yeah. things all fell apart. Um but that's like, yeah, taking it to the next level. Yeah, so. that's the one thing that I always think about because I love Fox bodies and I would love to like, like that's like the dream for me, even though I don't know if I will do it, just priorities. Um, but like yeah, having yeah. like a synchronized, you know, um, Fox body um, and I would want to do the 4i with like the plexi covers on it um, and, you know, build it off of that or do like the DTM style one, which is amazing. Um, but totally. yeah, but the interior is so bad. Like that dash is just like play school and like the gauges are so <laughs> I shitty. Yeah, I know it's, it's so bad. I, I don't know who did it. I don't think it was ground control. It's another one of those major suspension companies, but they at SEMA introduced a full bolt in independent rear. Oh, for Fox like, buddies for Fox buddies. Oh yeah. This like year, a complete uh, this year. So a complete rear end that you just, yeah, bolt right in and transform the entire car. That's awesome. Yeah, because I know historically people have used the Cobra rear end for that, but I mean those are pretty yeah. scarce. So um, that's a good move, um, dude. One step closer. Now we need to get a good interior guy. To <laughs> I know, right? In the mix. Um, dude, I wanted to mention real quick. So just the I'm actually going through Instagram right now and like looking at the SEMA hashtag to see like if anything else has oh, popped up call. since we since we last spoke. Um, but yeah. 
Um, very few models. One keeps popping up. I think she's official, like uh, an official SEMA, you know, employee or whatever. But it reminded okay. me in Japan, um, like the whole like the car model culture is so nuts. And like, of course, like people specifically go to these events just to see these models. And I've seen two grown men get into a physical altercation because they were trying to like jockey for the best like position to shoot and they were all like they were shoving and like pushing each other eventually got into a bit of a scuffle and it's like just because they wanted to take the most pervy shot possible right because they want to be in the front row it's so insane dude like i i can't it's like <laughs> that's, it's that's a rough rough it's mind-boggling yeah it's like entertaining to watch but also very sad <laughs> like it's really it's very sad. sad yeah i mean just waiting in line to get an autograph or whatever picture is crazy as an adult like that is a weird move but hey when in vegas it's it stays there whatever happens in the town except for the picture that you take and i guess you post it and <laughs> your wife it. sees and put then it. what does that mean <laughs> I, don't know, like, I have no idea i mean I'll, um should we get yeah. into some questions here you probably should yeah that's a good idea let's do it all right Jin Man says, this was asked before, but is there any chance DWA is considering to host a track day? Well, we've considered it many times, and two things. A, we're all pretty damn busy, which isn't a great excuse. If we really wanted to do it, we would. But that brings me to my, ne my next point, is that we don't really do track days on our own. Like, I haven't ever done a track day. I used to autocross and do some other motorsports type things, but um, I've never really been interested in track days. And if I was now, I would just do it through another entity, another company, but I'm not even doing that. So then organizing <laughs> our own seems a little right. extreme. It's but not, yeah, it's not your thing. I mean, I, I'm not really into track days either. I've done a few and it's fine. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily as, as, as you just described, right. We prioritize other types of automotive experiences and, um, it's just like, I feel like if I wanted to do a track, like a proper track like not day, but just in general, like track activities, I would want to have a dedicated track car, like not use Same. my daily or like my fun day, my fun driver's car. Like Same. it's just, it doesn't really make sense it's, to me. Like I, I would rather, it's like I, what our, yeah. yeah, like what our buddy, our buddy Connor is doing is he yeah. has an E36 M3 sedan and he's building it to be a track car. You know, it's like yeah. full gutted interior, um, extreme, you know, suspension and that's, uh, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, that was the, the last time I was out, like, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, shit, like, like you guys, everything's so compromised. Right. So like, as you're, you're, you're yeah. yeah, it's like, it can be fun pushing your car to the limit and you're driving on a famous track or whatever, but it's like, I would rather have the right tool for that job and really like maximize it and optimize it. Like that would be the, the right deal. And I just don't have the time or the really, I don't want to dedicate the, the resources to that either. Right. Uh, just for the same reasons that we're describing. Um, it's just like autocross, like such a time sink. It is such yeah. a time sink. It's, it's t don't even talk about prep or, you know, maintenance or repairs on the car. Just the time to go do it is an entire day especially from where I live because the closest place is, you know, an hour drive uh, each way. And usually it's more than that. It's like go to the central Valley or something. And, uh, and then you get like, I don't know what, 10 minutes of drive time. If you're lucky. Yeah. With a, right? good, like, a good organization. There's yeah. SCCA is the worst. You usually get like three runs and it's like, you know, exactly. Yeah, but. And I think it'd be cool to have a place like, 
if Laguna Seca had a driving school that had like prepped uh, Miatas that were just like spec Miatas or whatever, and you could arrive and drive, like maybe it's 900 bucks, but you get to have the car ready with tires and all prepped and stuff and go run around with like friends. That sounds pretty rad. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think to, to go to the next level to really have fun, like, yeah, you're talking about a dedicated car, a build, whether it's like buying a spec Miata for 25 grand and then tinkering on it and towing it. And it's just, yeah, the whole lifestyle. It seems like, yeah, like kids in college and your semi-retired activities. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and but, I would yeah. have to buy that like safari hat and the zip off pants. You definitely need new balances and, for sure. Or yeah, exactly. Or like the keen, uh, you know, keen like sandal shoes with socks, right? Like between oh, like the Teva your, style ones, or yeah, like between your driving oh, stints, yeah, you gotta yeah. have some of those. Oh, I thought you were gonna say between your toes, like the ones that you wear. Like oh. those are pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> those are really yeah. Heel I mean, toe. yeah. I think you know, and a, a lot of people have asked about tacking this onto a rally too, and like I can see that being kind of interesting, but also like it's way more stress on your car, and like not all these cars are you know it, it, that's a other thing, right? So like I'm, it no. could be a thing where some people do it too, and like there's just different approaches to it, but it's just not. I don't know. I'm I'm not. I'm kind of over it to be honest. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I'm too. Yeah. I, Oddly enough, not, though, I think you know. Speaking of you know the fact, I think you know we're talking about like having a dedicated car for track. I would be more interested in having an autocross with my personal car, whatever I take on a rally. So like, if we were to have a rally and like have an autocross as a part of that, like at the end, I think that would be kind of fun. Um, Dude, that's but, even. I think that's even harder on your car. Well. On your tires and your suspension, which you're gonna you're gonna freshen <laughs> up anyways because you're gonna do that. Uh, but I think, um, but less risk to your car, right? Like in terms of like on a track, Very, you know, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely so, less risk. Yeah. But you could go th- you could go around Laguna Seca without doing too much sketchy damage to your car. But an autocross, I feel like, is just harsh inputs a hundred percent of yeah. the time. So the thing with that though is, I feel. Like and we've talked about it before, but like having it be a no work autocross, like where we just have staff handle yeah. the cones and shit and like the timer, and we just we we just have a good time and don't even bother with any of that stuff. Like that's ideal because, as you said, the time sink yep. isn't a lot of that, right? Like when autocrossing is, I really really like it. I think it's super fun. I did too. But it's just yeah, it's it's you're dedicating a whole day. You're standing around for half more than you're driving. Like it seems, you know, and uh, absolutely and, more, way more. Yeah, and um, yeah. So I mean, is there were some organizations? I mean, and and. I I know you've driven with them too, but that have like 15, 18, 20 runs sometimes, which is super cool. And then that's what I ended yeah. up. I, I went through all of them and figured out which ones were the ones that were going to give you the most drive time. Cause I knew I wasn't going to go to like nationals. I didn't care. I just wanted to drive, you know? I know. And so exactly. Like, but if you want to do that, then you have to commit to like yeah, the one, the organizations that are super serious and give you three runs, which is not great. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Chris mining, minning, Minig, sorry, says, uh, howdy y'all. Hope you had a great Halloween. I lost my sense of smell just as I started driving. How do you use your sense of smell when motoring? (laughs) Really? You lost your sense of smell just as I started driving. Um, well, hopefully that's a temporary condition, but, uh, I mean, uh, to be honest, sense of smell is incredibly important when it comes to like the type of driving we do, because if you're in a Radwood era car or older, you're kind of always a little on edge when you're doing these rallies, like a full day of driving yep. at high altitude in remote areas. 
And so not only for your own car, but for other cars, you're, you're smelling for oil, you know, you're smelling for, um, coolant, uh, brakes, uh, and then anything else that might be happening. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's, uh, like my, my skyline on the last rally, I, I, I started smelling grease like that, like a very, you know, grease has a very distinctive like smell and, it was my, I tore one of the CV boots on the axle and like oh, the, and yeah. grease went everywhere under my car and like I was, and I was sitting on that side. So it was coming through the firewall and, um, you know, I, I checked it out. Like I can't even remember. I might've been like the last day on the rally and I'm like, oh shit, well I can limp it home. But I was like hauling ass like this the whole time. So I threw the grease all over the place. Um, right. but, um, you know, ended up replacing that axle, but but without your sense of smell, would you have known there was an issue? No, of course not. Uh, not yeah. and, and unless I, unless it was. See, I mean, I was able to get it to like I babied it home. I prevented any further damage. But like, if I didn't like, you know, with with no sense of smell, you would end up hearing it. And at that point, you're really fucked. Like your axle's re- in really bad shape, you know, because it's just like clicking around and it's actually like of course pretty compromised. Um, but yeah, the, no doubt yeah. for me, number one, oil is whatever for the most part, unless you see smoke, right? But like <laughs> oil is like, because usually there's oil on these old motors and you burn it off initially. Yeah. But coolant is the scariest one for sure. And it's very distinctive. You know, it's that sweet smell that we don't like yep. to smell. Um and um, yeah, that's the fir- first one. And brakes also. I remember like coolant and brakes for me, like going over to the grapevine with my parents, like growing up, like I, it was like you smelled both of them a lot, right? Because people were overheating and then like the brakes going heavy on the brakes. Totally. And it was usually big trucks you'd smell. It's such yeah. a horrible smell. Yeah, the trucks. It's like clutch. Clutch smells the yeah. worst. But I just saw, dude, by the way, a random story on Instagram. Somebody posted one of those semi trucks taking the escape road. Um, oh yeah. yeah, I've never seen it in person, but I've oh, seen I mean, the tracks. That's, that's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah, is seeing that in person. Yeah, and somebody, yeah, people have caught it, and like I've seen the tracks, like of people, like you know, obviously someone totally. have done it, um, and they're really effective. Uh, they have to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that has to be one of the worst feelings, being out of control in one of those as a driver, just praying <laughs> you can make it yeah no bueno yeah well sorry about your smell chris uh sense of smell it's not that you smell but uh hopefully it comes back that's that's no bueno and also i was gonna say a sense of smell is important on the rallies to smell some bomb ass carnitas oh there you go or some asada oh, there you go. some asada or maybe even uh the, the flowers you know you stop and smell the that's, roses you know that's right that's right oh dot fuchs nine one one says lane said he lives vicariously through his kids and the toys they get i just paid for a super soaker cps 2000 (laughs) what toys have you bought for them but were actually for you Hmm. interesting my kids are not old enough yet for me to really do that i think um what about like uh any car related stuff like any lego kits that were like clearly your you know you were into i mean i got like andrew a mclaren f1 model uh die cast big bigger like a i don't know one eighteenths or whatever but uh i was definitely eager to get him that versus anything else right a white um high downforce car oh sick yeah and uh he he loves it he's super into it and he's seen them in person now and he knows what they are and understands like they're super valuable and all that but uh I didn't have to get that, right? Like it could have been something else, yeah. you know, some other model. But Dang, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's really the same same answer to his question. Right. There. I think that's a great question. I mean, I I um <laughs> the Super Soaker. Um, that's rad. I had a Super Soaker 50 and I loved it. That was 
epic little guy. Dude, yeah, that was that was that was a super fun toy. Um, super soaker, super fun. Um, <laughs> super fun. I, yeah, I think maybe there's been a few like board games that were kind of fun that, but I knew that they could play with me. You know, that we could all play together as a family. Um, but not necessarily something that I always wanted. Like, dude, this board game is like the one to have. Oh, by the way, my kids can play it too. That's great. Um, I kind of like this question yeah. for future for like the future maybe like a buying them a car that i can also drive right like so oh um, that's way in the future i I mean you gotta think of like toys that you would want like i think where i'm at right now is that we're really getting to the point where andrew is interested in video games and we don't do that in our house we just don't have a system we're trying to avoid it as long as possible his friends have it and he can play over there once in a while. Um, I also don't want him to be bad at video games. Like when he goes to his buddy's house and he's <laughs> he like the worst, up. you know? Because I went over to his friend's house and uh, me and like the other dad were playing with them and they were playing Mario Kart and Andrew was like clearly the worst. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, like this is this is my, my fault. But at the same time, he's seven. Like it's such a Pandora's box once you open that up and you're like, here's video games and there's so much like it's like TV. Like you could just watch endless content or play endless content forever. Well, dude, that just means so, that you just have to get them hooked. Just, just focus on Mario Kart and getting them to the top, man. I know. Well, so the, the target sends out like a gift guide. I don't know if you got it in the mail too, but it's just a, you know, catalog and in the back of the video games and there's the new Forza and Andrew's like, what's this? I'm like, Oh, well that's actually like, a legit driving simulator you can play on these things there's a couple of them like that are really good and he's like oh really and i'm thinking to myself i'm like i'd kind of be down to play a little forza there you go. once in a while right yeah. like that's good one years and it's like it'd be super killer i don't know how much he'd be into it at this age but you know like maybe in a few years uh or next year maybe perhaps. like a sim rig you know i mean like hydraulics <laughs> and like a really nice seat and um, right like he needs to know like how things work i yeah. can't just like send him off into the world yeah for sure yeah I'm, I'm, i suck i don't have anything like off the top of my head i feel like the closest thing and this is not a toy is candy <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it, cause like I, I actually am not a sweet tooth. Um, but there are a few things that I love and I will normally not buy them because I, I don't want a whole fucking bag of candy. But if my, I know my kids love like the cherry Haribos, you know, those, those are so good. Yeah. The gummies. I love those. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, the mean, Coca-Cola ones are great too. Or they're just, I'm more of a clear guy myself, but yeah, I'm and, with you. you. Know, and, uh, and so she's, she, she loves them. And so it's kind of an incentive. Like, all right, you know what? I can share them with her and I can have a few. Um, and, uh, that's probably the closest, <laughs> not, not, not a good answer. I'm sorry. Okay. Go Fuchs, okay. Um, wide bullnose says, with Christmas right around the corner, I feel we need a one-hour special of Lane Hate. Maybe revisit his stance on hot dog water, jet skis, and spiders. I think you're right about that. Um, right now, he's deep in hate of SEMA. Actually, we were talking about this earlier, but there's a chance that he's in like kind of hog heaven because he gets to play... Uh, what am I, I'm not chaperone tour guide mm. uh, for his friends and colleagues that aren't as uh, hateful uh, when it comes to SEMA. So Lane's been there. I think this is his 60th year at SEMA. So he uh, now gets to show everybody, you know, all the, the, the do's and don'ts, the uh, must sees. Yeah. And then the hate. <laughs> if you got hate in your heart, let it out. Yeah. That's what I always I say. I want to see him review that little shitty food court 
as well. Like, <laughs> can you imagine going through and like, well, dude, the, the, there's that one hall that has food. It's like nachos. It's the worst food ever. Yeah. It's just carnival bullshit. And then there's no seating. So everyone is just sitting on the ground on the carpet of this uh, convention center. It's so depressing looking. And you were saying like, you've been to like convention centers like this in India and stuff. It's like even worse. Oh, dude, it's extreme. Over people are like, sitting on top of each other. <laughs> so gnarly. Yeah. I mean, dude, I can't hang, man. I have been... Drew and I were talking about this, but like going down this rabbit hole of Indian street food on Instagram is so insane. Right, right. Where it's like the dude scratching his armpit and then pouring shit with his hand <laughs> into something. Literally and like, sneezes in his hand and then gets the food and puts it together with his bare hands. I'm like, how expensive is a spoon? You can't afford a spoon, one spoon. Dude, that's why their immune Just systems are so good. <laughs> dude, it's is that a, why? No, I mean, it's 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 crazy, dude. I mean, I you know, this is a bit of a tangent, but, you know, I can go back to it real quick. So the, the first time I went to India for work, I was at one of these conferences, and it was a tech conference, and I went to the food area, which is a, a food court of sorts, um, and all I saw was, like, no lines. It was just everybody at the same time trying to, like, shove their way to the front and like you know what this reminds me of is pastor robles taco night dude kind of like that um and so yeah all these like people like fucking wiggling their way to the front and then m the best part is when you get to the front of the line it's not like a cashier just sitting there waiting to take your order it's people waving their money in the guy's face and so whoever waves their money the most aggressive gets their they, they he grabs the money and gives them a bowl a plate of food and like and it was just you know whatever they had for that stall so like it's not like you're asking for anything it was it is dude it was intense and like that is like a representative of like well in mumbai in particular i've been to other places in india but like the big city extremely crowded and overwhelming and like everyone at the same time all at once like for intersections yeah, fuck stoplights do it like it's just i used to think crazy. i could do it and i wanted to go to you know nepal and rural india and rural india is different stuff. but it's yeah but the cities are just <sighs> it's it's the most I just extreme cannot yeah I, I, i'm yeah, out i've i've you know, I've been to, I mean, I know it sounds like I'm boasting here, but it just, I've been to a shit ton of countries. Like, you know, like I've been to like 50 countries and India is the only place in the world that I've ever felt real culture shock. Like, you know, cause you think like, oh yeah, it's like this weird, you get yourself in a situation where you kind of misunderstand each other or whatever. Like, no, this is like, I'm so overwhelmed right now. Like you get this crazy anxiety and you just want to get the hell out of there. Like, yeah, um, it was, it was I'm intense. Only... Like, Super yeah, intense. I've never been to India, but I had the same feeling in rural Africa, like, at, and in cities, uh, you know, not like, uh, not westernized cities and, uh, dealing with like bus stations and like chaotic people and stuff is just yeah <laughs> yeah very I, uncomfortable it's funny i've heard yeah so jamie my wife went to kenya uh to visit her sister who was there for a while and uh, she said that it reminded her a lot of india like so i, I can see <laughs> yeah. what you're describing it's just just like organized and I think chaos it's probably even more it's a little bit more sketch feeling because people speak English even less. Oh, interesting. And it's, it's even less Westernized. I mean, it depends where you are in India, but like Mumbai, especially is like a very Western, you know, they have tech and they have Kentucky fried speak. chicken, Warren. <laughs> that's right. They speak English. Um, dude, I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah it was I know. Man. Yeah. That's crazy. I never felt like in danger. Like it was not, it was just like, but yeah, whereas, I mean, my wife would tell me that it like the, where she went in Africa, she felt like it was like, intense like that but just scary <laughs> no I wasn't in I wasn't in danger there was one moment where I had to get money exchanged uh 
in the train station and I had to leave Sarah. So it was just Sarah and I, and, uh, I had to go into like this back alley tarps and tents. And, you know, I'm, I'm basically following this dude through there and like people started kind of closing around me. And all of a sudden I had this like fight or flight moment. And I just basically just said, I'm not interested. And I just went back to the bus, but there was a moment there where I'm like, yeah, this guy could just, you know, fuck me up and take everything I have. Like I have no idea where I am. And then he, then he came back and was like, no, I'll take you just get on my motorcycle. and I'll take you to the guy that can do it. And he might've been legit, but I wasn't about to be like, sounds good, Mr. Sir. I know, Let's right? get on this motorbike and see where we go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, it could have been, yeah, it's 50, 50, right? You don't know. Um, I think it sure. probably would have been fine, but yeah. I wasn't quite, uh, that desperate. So I feel you, you know, dog, dogs and whatnots but jet skis spiders hot dog water we can get there dude we'll get, we'll lane, lane in india that's what we need to oh, do dude so have you seen idiot abroad yeah. with carl okay yeah so uh H- hater abroad hater abroad dude oh my god like and, and as lane has grown older and and wiser we'll just say um he fancies himself as like a real luxury traveler now like he always books like expensive hotels and uh complains about stuff so i think i think it's time to like send lane to uh i'm trying to think somewhere close like tj maybe or i don't know we'll have to think Mm, about it yeah yeah or maybe like really rural uh, (laughs) that's too easy he would just fit in too much i was gonna say like the middle of nowhere you know uh, arkansas he would be annoyed, uh, but it wouldn't be as bad as like putting him in like some really crazy third world situations. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, Tokyo Random Car asks, "What's the best Porsche experience? Twenty k and under." Boxster S. Well, that's yeah. modern. Um, wait, he asked modern. Or do we? Well, no, no. You just said 20K and under. I mean, do we, would we say transaxle like a 944? Like a really good, like perfect 944? Well, I mean, a, a Boxster see, is so that's much. not like a Porsche experience. Yeah, yeah. But Boxster is so much sharper and like way better driving. It's like, it's, it's, it's more of a sports car, right? Like, a, you know, 944 is a sports car, but a, a Boxster feels very different. Um, and, that would be it. I hate IMS cars and all of their issues, <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's a, it's a gamble, I guess, you know, as they say, um, but that might be it. I, I mean, you can get a 996 and 996s drive really well too. And they're, you know, they have that classic 911 feel. They're more insulated of course, than like the predecessors, yeah. but, um, same deal. You're dealing with some flawed motors there with the M96s. Um, you may be fine. You may not be. And I mean, what is a what does a twenty thousand dollar nine nine six look like these days? Like, is that? I think they're pretty uh, common. Just feels dude. sketchy. I think they're really common because I mean, are they still out there? Yeah, I mean, I, it was some miles, but I mean, that's probably what you want with a car like this, right? Because you want you want it to have yeah, gone you want through all, all this stuff, stuff to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you want like one hundred fifty thousand miles with IMS done on a nine nine six or a really nice Boxster S in a good color combo. Um, it's kind of hard to beat. That's about your only choices, unless you're going, yeah, like 914, 944. Yeah, I think 944 Turbo, it. you might be able to get one still for 20K with miles. And um, yeah. those are really cool cars, and they, they drive really well. Um, but it's, I don't know if it's the best Porsche experience under 20K. I mean, I think, you know, it it's it feels like 
a little more like a, a traditional FR car, right? Like, um, whereas- yeah. And I, I will say a Boxster is probably easier to live with in almost every way, like just parts and getting someone to work on it. And, uh, Diagnosis and all that stuff. I don't know if parts are cheaper, but I'm probably more readily available. But I know that Boxster, Boxster. Oh no, no, I don't know if they're cheaper, but you can Boxsters. There's parts everywhere, right? But a 944 Turbo, yeah, it's is getting to be a special thing. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, Um, pedal commute says y'all thinking about having more morning motors after parties, F1 race viewings, maybe Pikes Peak, Le Mans Sunday was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming out. Uh, we have had many of these things through our Patreon. If you're interested in local hangs like F1 races and such, um, we've done that. We've done NASCAR viewings, uh, Le Mans. We did it. Uh, they did it range, but, um, yeah, we we're always down. So as long as schedules line up and people are interested, we usually put that on Patreon. So patreon.com slash driving well awesome. Um, not always behind a paywall, so go check it out. And then, uh, or if you're interested in rallies and half day rallies and stuff like that, um, Patreon's where to do that as well. But, uh, yeah, we had a little hang over at the beeline beeline motor club yeah, it looked, had an it open like house a lot of fun. it was great it was a really nice day good good hang a lot of a lot of folks came out um nick and dante and philip and chris and all those guys did a ton of work made the place look uh spick and span and a lot of big things coming like dante's dry ice business and nick's expansion and motorcycles and Round cat still in the mix, and maybe some cat and cloud action, and it's a whole little, it's a little hang. Is it a full it's a little on scene. little scene, you think? Full on little scene. DJ was playing. There's tacos flying. Uh, then the F1 race. So watch the. I didn't actually catch it. I, I denied myself because I knew I couldn't watch the whole thing. So I, I blocked it all out, and then I left and watched it later. Were you wearing but, like uh, little um, what are those called that the the, the horses wear? Horses. Yeah, blinders. Blinders. Yeah. Yeah, I wore blinders and a sleep mask, actually. Oh, dude, you're just walking around by feel, by braille? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hired a task rabbit to carry me around. That's the move. That worked out pretty well. So that goes back to Patreon. We need the money for task rabbits. It's true. 75 Rusty says, thinking about purchasing a 2002 911 C4S with 220,000 miles, three owners, he knows the last two owners, Tons of records from day one. Clutch and IMS have been done. It does have a long list of needs that I can take care of myself. Thoughts? Well, you didn't tell us the price. That was a little... Yeah. First thought is, how much is it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I think, you know, with that mileage, all of the problems, you know, they either are not going to happen or have already happened, have been sorted. Um, well, you're getting into like synchros could be bad or oh i'm thinking just you know, yeah you're, this is true i was just thinking with the motor right because the m96 has oh, oh. like they have motor yeah issues, but i'm thinking like transfer cracking. case and uh drive shafts and i mean you know it depends what the list of records are or yeah you know, what's been done all-wheel drive issues right in general um yeah and then ims and clutch have been done but when that's not that doesn't last forever the ims if it was a ceramic bearing or something that could last a long time but the clutch i mean those need clutches for every mm-hmm. i don't know sixty thousand miles forty thousand miles depends on the driver 
Tires, <clears throat> a lot of tires. I go through tires like crazy, especially rears. Yeah, um, they're expensive. It's a rad car, though. I like those. Me too. Yeah, the C4Ss are really cool. They they look great. Um, uh, yeah, but I think yeah, you have to. I mean, it's it's definitely a money in money out thing, right? Like this car is not going to be very valuable because of the mileage, so you shouldn't expect to pay much and shouldn't expect to sell it for much. But you're I mean, if you want to own it and experience it, like, I think it would be cool. Um, what the hell would this thing cost, do you think? Um, you know, I mean, I think it's back to what we were just talking about, 20 grand. Right. I think for a C4S, like, no more than 20 grand. But, I'm, um, you know, cause if this was a standard 911 with that mileage, it would be probably 13 grand, right? Yeah. Um, but... Um, but if it's if it's highway mileage and the body's in really good shape, like yeah. always garaged and you know detailed and loved, right? If it's two twenty, like Brad owned it two twenty, like then neglect. This is all bets are off, <laughs> yeah. Brad. It doesn't sound like it's no. like deferred maintenance and shit, right? Like it sounds like it's a well, uh, tons of records from day one. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mind the mileage. I think just uh, yeah, check things out really carefully in that all wheel drive system and. Uh, like the bigger stuff, you know, like how does the transmission actually feel? Um, how, you know, all the other little things that, that can, uh, go wrong at this age, but that's rad. I like the high mileage. I mean, that's, that's kind of one of those, that's becomes a bragging, right. You know, uh, rather than low mileage, it's like, dude, check this thing out. It's still yeah. going strong. So you want to get to 300 or something, right? It's like, now exactly. You're, yeah. That's, that would be rad. Uh, Lake Canard zero says, why are rotaries so tempting? Oh, it's because baby got brap, dude. It's influencing. <laughs> see, it's happening. <laughs> I'm not tempted by them almost at all. I like the technology. I like thinking about it, but I don't want to own or maintain one. Just thinking How about, about you, it. Like, do you Have lean you back? One? I can, I, I can picture you leaning back on a chair, like a lazy boy with your hands Inter, interlinked <laughs> is that what you call it with your fingers like that um, yes, yes. and just thinking about them um, I've never owned a Dorito powered car I think they're very cool I like the way they sound um, not the 12As I mean I think those sound kind of shitty but 13Bs sound really cool and like um, you know once they're hot rotted they sound really cool too but um, I have considered it multiple times but never you know always ended up getting like whatever the alternative that I was considering at the time right um I really like the last of the FC RX-7s, the ones that have those quad round taillights. Um, yes. I think it's a great looking car. Um, I've never driven one. I hear they drive well. They drive like a heavier Miata is what I was told, and that sounds great. Um, and um, I'm pretty down with yeah. FDs. I would mm -hmm. definitely, I would love an FD. They're bank, yeah. Again, FDs are they're really bank. cool with their money. They're so beautiful and yeah. like such a perfect size and shape. But uh, I... I don't know much about it. rotaries. I just never, I never worked at a shop that worked on them often. Um, yeah, just a handful that we, we maintained RX eight that we had that came in all the time just for regular maintenance. But, um, yeah, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be so scared. Well, I mean, it, the, the scary thing is just that the intervals are short, right? So they require like a re, a rebuild, which is the apex seals, like every hundred thousand miles, right? So like between 80 and a hundred thousand miles. That's not crazy. But that's yeah, like, and those, that's but, not a big job, but is that, it? Like, I, I mean, it's not because they're really simple and they're really small motors, yeah. but it's just like, 
it's you can pick it, that thing up, yeah. put it in a backpack. You know, you can. Um, you can pick it up yourself. Um, but I guess the only thing is that it's not normal, right? Like people expect to drive a car for two hundred thousand miles with minimal issues, and like now you're rebuilding a motor in eight, at eighty thousand miles. Um, but um, dedicated sports car, you know, it takes a while to get there. Um, I think from what I read, because I did a ton of research on FDs, because at some point when I was looking at my when I was shopping for the NSX, I was also looking for FDs. Um, and I almost bought a green one, a Montego blue or Montego green, whatever that color is, which I really like, um, yeah. with gray cloth interior, which is super rare. Ooh, um, the like car it. was in Colorado, low mileage. I was pretty much ready to buy it. I really liked it, but the guy was not very responsive. And so I ended up buying the, the silver NSX. Um, but I read that the biggest problem they have is just cooling and under hood temps so you have to upgrade a lot of the hoses and the cooling system to make them run right and not have problems um and it's one of those shitty situations where you know we've talked about this before like i think you know a vented hood is a great functional thing especially for a car like this but i don't like the way they look right and so (laughs) it's a weird thing so that helps a lot to prolong them um and then you know the rest of it is just you know 90s complexity right like you've got two turbos you're dealing with a lot of vacuum lines and like all this other shit right so but um yeah they're super rad i I do like them um i like especially to live vicariously so um please get one (laughs) yeah and i i go back and forth on the sound they make some most of the time i like it a lot but sometimes they sound um kind of whiny well the early ones especially sound very like like tin can full of bees kind of thing. Motorcycle uh, yeah, sound. But I really like the, um, like when they're bridge ported and when they're hot rotted, they have like the super rad idle and, um, and they yeah. also, and they oh, sound really awesome when they rev. Um, motorsports. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, iterations yeah. are incredible. I also really like the, um, the early, the earlier ones. Is it the FH chassis? The, um, the GSL SE which is yeah those have a 13b and they have that really cool the cool tail lights you know that and They're very uh, cool. and that would like on like with a little over fender flares and some watts would be super rad um, and those aren't that expensive i mean those are still yeah you can get a 15-ish. nice one 15 grand yeah that's cool. Uh, Danger Two Manifold says, "If the DWA crew had to relocate to Europe, Japan, etc., would you eventually develop a hankering for USDM car models, bumpers, lights, etc., as forbidden fruit?" No. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, no, because we have already have our basis of uh, not liking that <laughs> as wanting the other the forbidden fruit. So. I mean, yeah, if we'd never done it, I do understand that there is some novelty to it. Like if you're, if you live in Germany and all the SLs, uh, Mercedes SLs have, you know, thin bumpers and, and the big headlights, then you might, you know, I could see doing the rounds as a, as an interesting alternative. The the bumpers though are so hard to get behind. Yeah, they're rough. Yeah. I cannot, it just makes the car look heavy. It doesn't match any other design elements on the car. Um, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's, you hit the nail on the head there. It's the design, right? Cause all of these cars were not designed to have these bumpers on them. So like that, it totally ruins them in many, uh, most of the time, right? Like pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and so, 
yeah, like I, I can't think of a single car that I would prefer to have the US spec bumpers on. Um, I, I, I've seen people do other stuff like um, where they put the US stickers like the, the Corolla A86s, they put like Corolla GTS on them, even though that's not a thing in Japan. Um, right. You know, not necessarily that I, I'm, I'm not saying that I would want to do that, but. Um, well, that's a different thing too. Like trim levels, I can see, you know, because there were some funky, cool trims that only the u.s got of certain cars um but the styling is is hard to handle yep yeah i can't i can't imagine um i feel like when i've been in japan for work like i, I remember just like looking at a, a car parked next to me you know or or in traffic i'm like man that looks so good like why does stars look like absolute garbage uh and it's no. it definitely and i it makes me happy to see them the right way you know but maybe how, you, about, how about how about Honda badges, uh, or sorry, Acura badges on a Honda or something like that. Would you? I, the, the, perfect. <laughs> would you That's, do that? I could definitely see that. Um, in fact, like Acura is such a great brand that it's a pity that Japan never got it. Yeah, they finally got Lexus. They Lexus weren't oh, were okay. not a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Likewise, Lexus, same deal. Um, but yeah, Acura has just it's a rad brand. They've rad badge. Um, I can think of one and it's something that I'm actively doing already, but like the, like the E53, like my X5, they had, you can get them with clear corners in Europe and I don't like the way that looks like I would probably rock the US spec ones, you know, the, which have the little amber piece inside. Yeah, that's actually a good good call. Some taillight stuff treatment, especially the newer stuff. Oh, taillights especially. Almost... You're right. Yeah, because we we could have all red, and in Europe they uh, taillight or turn signals have to be amber, right? So like the Eurospec uh, lights always have amber right. turn signals, or at least historically did. I don't know if that changed recently, um, but yeah, and in some cases the all red looks way cooler. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Teal has a question for you. Uh, did Artsy's E30 make it to SEMA? Not sure if serious. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not serious. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, nope. Nick's uh, working on it as we speak. Oh, sweet. He's getting, getting to it. No, I'm, I have no idea if that's true. Um... I think that's it for now. Uh, trivia time. Ooh, I like it. Quickly, quickly. Da, 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 it's trivia time. Uh, before we get to trivia, though, November 11th, Radwood SoCal in San Pedro, California, right next to Long Beach. Um, come on out. It's going to be their last show of the year, and it is shaping up to be an awesome event. So Indeed. Banger. There. Come hang out with us. Come say hi to Pat Long. He's going to be autographing uh, limited edition posters. Uh, it's going to be the Dirt Meister on there, That's which right. is a really rad shooting brake 944 rally car. And there's going to be a big old arcade on site, courtesy of Mobile One. So check that out as well. We'll have Lowriders, Beer Garden, all of the things. So November 11th, San Pedro. Come yeah, on Jason Camisa is supposed to come down too, so come heckle him. Yeah, that's always a good time. Um, all right, so it is uh, SEMA week, as Lane put it, and uh, we've been quite a few times. Like I said, Lane has been, this is his 60th year going. Um, when did SEMA start, the show? When did SEMA show 
begin? When was the first one? Hmm. I want to say probably the early 60s. That would be my guess. It's a good guess. Good guess. Uh, late 60s. 67. 67. It was in the base in the basement of the Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Whoa. I had no before idea. Before moving to the uh, new Anaheim Stadium in 1974. Um, but first show, 3,000 people. It's pretty damn good. How many cars were on display? Hmm. First one was 3,000 people, huh? That's what it says. Um, 50. Is it five. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 3,000 people went to see five cars? This doesn't make sense. Though. This is on Wikipedia. It says, in 1967, they had 98 manufacturers manning booths and attendance of 3,000 people. There were five cars on display, including a 67 Ford GT40 in the Shelby America booth and a drag race prepped Dodge Dart. So mm. I think it was like just straight up industry. display. Yeah. Industry, like yeah. talking about maybe parts, a lot of parts yeah. and equipment. It was all like, you know, exhausts and wheels and things that you could do to these cars, but they didn't, it wasn't like a car show. So... Apparently at that time it was just to highlight the parts and then uh, sh cars came along, I'm sure more and more, but yeah, 1967, uh, Dodger stadium. So pretty wild. Um, I'm trying to skim through this here and see when it actually went to Vegas, but, uh, da -da -da -da. Anaheim was 1975 moved to Vegas in 1977. Whoa. So there you go. A ten, long ten years time. in Anaheim. But SEMA's rad for you know the show is one thing, but th this is an actual group of lobbyists and uh, enthusiasts and whatnot that do take automotive enthusiasts' uh, interests to heart. Yeah. So they are actively fighting things like you know smog laws and ridiculous restrictions on collector cars and. Things of that nature. Um, I don't know how far they get, but I think it's good to have those people like just basically raising their hand for for the little folks, all the uh, all the enthusiasts, the garage owners, yeah. shop. I mean, workers. like yeah, like car customization. You know, like there are countries in this planet that do not allow that, and it's like they, right. you know, like in Italy, you can't even change your wheel size. You know, like so there's like rules like that, right? And like. That, I didn't know that. Yeah. So naturally, little by little, right? Like you start getting in, like all of a sudden, you know, um, you add more and more limitations and customization gets more like limited. And I know initially the focus has been heavily on emissions and, um, you know, some of it is warranted some, and a lot of it is not, you know, like, especially like when you're talking about the frequency that a lot of these cars get driven and how many there are on the road versus, you know, alternatives. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely Agreed. great to have us have them on our side. I mean, cause like, dude, like a lot of it is like, even like lighting, like, you know, your lights, you know, like they, they like there's shit like yeah. that, right. Which is restricted. So, um, and you want improved lighting, like it has to, you know, someone has to put a stamp on it. If not, it's going to get banned and SEMA steps up to the plate and to, to, to spend money to make that sure that those things happen. Right. So like, um, because I mean, otherwise, you know, it's it's down to the individual organizations. So like, they've known to like spend like fund a lot of these tests to get stuff approved, legitimately, so that it is an option. Simone, 
Yes, it's all true. Well, we'll have a uh, SEMA debrief, I'm sure, from Lane himself. And, uh, you know, other than that, that's it. And that's all? Take it easy. That's it and that's all, man. Just making breakfast. All right, we'll see you next time. Later. Adios.